Hello everyone and welcome to the Banter Roundtable podcast. This is your host, Ben Cohen. And I'm Bob Seska. And I'm Justin Rosario. The Banter Roundtable podcast is brought to you by the Banter Newsletter. We rely on our generous subscribers to keep going, so please support us by signing up for a Banter membership today. You can get a 50% discount when you join the community and you'll get access to all our premium articles and locked archive. You will also be supporting independent, responsible media at a crucial time when our democracy is in peril. Your support is greatly appreciated. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 39 of the Banter Roundtable podcast. I'm here with my co-hosts Bob and Justin. Uh, gentlemen, how are you today? Hey Ben. Awesome. How's it going? Um, so we have a, a great show for you today. Uh, we're primarily going to be talking about Matt, Matt Taibbi and Yay. what the hell has happened to Matt Taibbi. Yeah, he's been on a real run this week. We're going to talk. We're going to be talking about student loans. The affidavit is going to be released, uh, and then we have our both sides segment. And we are in the members only section. We're going to be talking about what actually happens if Trump gets charged and goes to jail what do we think is going to happen where does this lead to what does this what does the future of america look like with the trump in jail uh scary good scary bad who knows we're going to talk about it uh so first of all let's just get, i want to get this out of the way right it's been on my twitter feed all week and uh i guess we have to talk about it right um <laughs> justin you've been messaging me about this about how angry you are about the reaction to the student loan uh, Joe Biden basically this week announced uh, student loan debt forgiveness. It's quite, a co- it's actually quite a complex. The way that it's being done is is, is a little bit complicated, but lots of people are going to benefit benefit from this. Going to get about ten thousand um, dollars in debt relief, which is a significant amount. Um, it's, it's it's actually a lot of money for a lot of people. So predictably, everybody's pissed off about this. Justin, what was your you I again I don't really have any solid thoughts on this other than this is how stupid you know our political classes are and the media and the way that they've responded to this um but you've got some thoughts on this K- K- yeah. what, what, right. what do you think all right full disclosure um Debbie my wife got forty thousand dollars in loans forgiven several months ago that's not had nothing to do with this particular round she got it through um, she works for the government and the whole thing that Betsy DeVos, um, she broke the program the entire time that she was uh, secretary of education to make sure that no one got loan forgiveness under the program that Obama had started. Um, once DeVos was gone, they got the program working. Biden said, hey, we need to get this a little supercharged. And he did like a, uh, like a, like not an amnesty, but like he made it a little bit broader to make it work a little bit faster. And Debbie was part of that. So poof, that was the end of her school loan because she's been working for the government for like a gazillion years. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yo, I'm a little biased. On the other hand, my school loan, which I paid off, I don't know, like 15 years ago, was not forgiven. And somehow I'm not bitter about this. I'm not all pissy and moaning. Ah, how dare they? Blah, blah, blah. Right. I'm not demanding a refund. So this this has been driving me fucking crazy because all this whining and bitching and moaning about it from the right who are just screaming hypocrites. Not even the right. It's really just Republicans. Yeah. Right. <laughs> because there's a lot of people on the right who also got loan forgiveness. So they're not all that upset about it. But Republicans have been screaming bloody murder. And I thought it was delightful that the White House started putting out. Um, tweets about each Republican uh, member of Congress that got PPP loans for like hundreds of thousands of dollars, and that was forgiven. So maybe they should shut the fuck up about yep. loan forgiveness. Um, it's been great following that. It's been absolutely fantastic. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah, and I'm not even on Twitter, <laughs> and I found out about that, and I was just like, <laughs> so there was much giggling on my part. But then you've got um, the the people who were just saying, oh, well, you know, it's regressive. It's not reaching all the right people. It's going too much towards rich people. It's like, you know what? If it goes towards some rich people, fine. But it's going to an awful lot of people who aren't rich. Pell Grants are designed specifically to help people who are not rich, right? They, they don't go to people who already have, uh, 
you know, uh, let's see, roughly 6% of federal stu- student loan borrowers receive Pell Grants, according to the White House. These grants are designed to help low-income students, right? So these are not people who are already rolling in money. Now, the argument that was made in the Washington Post, which I, I almost put my fist through the screen, was <laughs> that that a lot of these uh, grants are going to people who are eventually going to have high-paying jobs. So why should they be getting a break? And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Eventually might be getting high-paying jobs. Someday, maybe. And what if they don't? And in the meantime, fuck them. Right. So if you're if you don't have a lot of money now, but someday you might be make a lot and you might make a lot of money, you shouldn't get any help right now when you don't have a lot of money. You should be buried under a ton of student debt and fuck you. That's what this article was arguing. And it's like, so you, you know this, what? This, you, you're, you're referencing an article by um, someone oh, called yes, Catherine, Catherine Rampel. Yeah, there was Catherine Catherine Rampel Rampel. I'm sorry mm. if I'm mispronouncing your name. Biden's student debt plan is a democratic version of trickle down economics, which is like, holy is shit, crazy. are you it's kidding crazy. me? It's crazy. That's yeah. insane. It is. That's crazy. like, yeah. yeah, that is the worst way I can possibly imagine. So dumb. To frame, frame this. Yeah. It's like completely unfair, and it completely ignores the fact that aside from just the um, student loan forgiveness, it also rearranges how the debts are going to be repaid, which is a huge deal for a lot of people. It's going to cap um, – what's it going to cap it at? It's going to cap it at 5% now of people's uh, income instead of 10%, which you know that doesn't sound like a lot until your payments drop from $1,500 a month to $750 a month. That's a big deal. You know, that's like a third of rent, half of rent for some people. That's a huge amount of money. But, mm. you know, it's it's trickle down economics, yeah. whatever the fuck God, that's, that's supposed to be. That is the worst argument. And the second worst argument is uh, Nate Silver tweeted this about an hour ago. Oh, God. He said uh, liberals seem to be trying to claim both that student loan relief is analogous to PPP and that PPP is bad which would imply that student loan relief is also bad for uh, a guy who's really good with numbers. He's terrible at reading comprehension. No one is saying PPP was bad. It's the hypocrisy as always. That's really bad. It's the hypocrisy of debt forgiveness. Good for me, but not for thee. that sort of thing. Right. So bizarre that he couldn't divine that, or he's just being disingenuous. One or the other. He's a terrible I tend to lean more toward disingenuous that, oh, those liberals, they're criticizing PPP and saying it's bad. No one's saying that, you know, maybe. And I I, obviously I'm sure you can find one or two people who are saying, oh, that was bad policy or whatever. But generally speaking, none of the criticism that was coming out yesterday, certainly not from the White House, which was doing a supreme job of trolling the Republicans. About all of this. Yeah, it was wonderful. I mean, talk about some some good messaging coming from the White House. But this this is why I just, as soon as it dropped, I just, I kind of braced myself for the awfulness that was about to happen. Yes, because Um, of course they're gonna they're gonna go after whatever the liberals do, whatever the Democrats do. Right. They're gonna come up with some cockamamie thing that works with their low information voters, that works for their poorly educated voters. That works for the people, the suckers who have been indoctrinated in their cult that will believe any bullshit that gets shoved down their gullets. So mm. naturally, they're just going to, you know, crap their cages about this. Right. That's what they, I mean, what they the do. Little, also, the, I mean, the, the sort of hard left hasn't been great about this either, right? A lot of them are complaining about how it's too, it's not enough. It's like, it's, it's oh, not well, enough, yeah, it's that's too much. Other, yeah. You know what I mean? That, that's a whole other thing, but, but it, it is incredibly annoying that this is what happened it, you know it's they they thought about this very very carefully um about how to do this how to you know get the most for the people with the least um which I, it's good policy uh i think it helps lots lots of people that's as far as it goes and like oh, yeah they're just every side of the political spectrum is jumping on this uh, to try and score political points oh, and it's been it, it, Yes. Just just to give that a little just a thing just to give that a little context. Uh, this is this is from uh, NPR. Biden's plan will provide relief to most of them, 43 million borrowers, and will completely erase the student debt of about 20 million. It's amazing. I- I'm yeah, sorry. Is that not enough? 
I mean, all right, right, granted, it would be great if it was all of them, but I mean, you can't say uh, we're erasing debt for 20 million people and say, well, you know, that's terrible. How dare you? Right. It's like, come on, man. If they, if even if he erased it for all 43 million, they would immediately start complaining that he didn't also give them free health care. Yeah. That's what and, they would do. And opponent. Look, yeah. Also, <laughs> um, so also, I just want to point out something out quickly. You know, Mitch McConnell has been whining about this, about about how bad this policy is. Um, I feel terrible so about that. Mitch McConnell went to the University of Louisville, and do you know how much his tuition was when he I went know, there back then? Probably like what a wooden nickel. Yeah, a wooden yeah. nickel. <laughs> Three hundred and thirty dollars. Three hundred thirty. Wow. Yeah. So basically, a lot. You know, this is the old god all the kind of old school republicans that that generation went to university for nothing or for free uh and then they want essentially want to kick the ladder down for everybody else and and burden them with debt for their entire lives um i think that's why they they uh they hate it because they it, it, it goes some way in addressing the the grotesque inequality that exists in america well, I mean, like people have been talking. I mean, people have been passing around Facebook, and I, I saw it, and I was like, "Oh, wait, let me go check that because I don't know if it's true." But Reagan deliberately did this because one of his advisors made sure wanted to know. It's like too many people getting a, qual- a, a college education, and that's super dangerous. We have to make it more difficult, and yeah. that's true. That's exactly what they did, and that's exactly why they did it. Yeah, they did it because they decided too many educated people, and now partly because they said you're going to have too many unemployed educated people. But really what they meant was you're going to have too many educated people and educated people don't vote Republican and they don't support Republican bullshit. So you don't want a fully educated population. So that's why they did what they did. Yes. So, so anyway, moving on. Uh, I'm glad we got that out of the way. I really was not did not want to um, <laughs> discuss this whole thing because it's been driving me insane all week. It really has. Uh yeah. So this week we are we are going to be uh, the focus of this show is um, our good friend Matt Tybee. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> why are you hurting me? Why? Sorry, I. It, but it, for the prep for the show, I sent Justin a lot of links, and uh, he doesn't like them. Um, he doesn't it made like me the sad. Link. It may it's sad, angry. Which 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 one? I don't know. Like I told Bob, I had to start. To, I had to take my blood pressure medication while I was reading it. So, yeah, yeah. So we're talking about disingenuous. Oh Look, God, Toby has been on a, on a bit of a tear this week, right? Well, he's been on a tear for the last few years, in fact, right? And I don't know why. This is it's, maybe it's a personal sort of pet peeve of mine, but like I feel sort of genuinely betrayed by the guy, right? <laughs> I take this. I take this personally, right? Um. In the fact that I thought, you know, Toby was a great journalist. He was a really top-notch journalist. He did a lot of good work, uh, particularly on Wall Street stuff. Um, in the, you know, after the big. I know crash. I missed those articles. <laughs> did you read? Did you read them when they came out? Yes, I used to yeah. read them back in the day. I was like, these yeah. are great, and now it's just like, uh... it was fantastic, right? And he was great at, you know, he was actually really good on Trump. Um, for a long time until about 2018 i think 2017 2018 where all he just i don't know what happened but it kind of coincided with um i think that he got invited to run his own newspaper at, with you know the pierre midia when the uh, intercept was launched and he oh, had yeah. Uh, yeah yeah he had a um he managed to he got his own sort of thing called the racket which actually never came to fruition because uh, the inter- it, the intercept was basically uh, one giant ideological hellhole. Yeah, well, I no think- one could work with Glenn Greenwald. And that was right. it. Glenn Greenwald yeah. was turning away everybody. Everybody who, like Marcy Wheeler, Matt Taibbi, so many uh, blogosphere regulars took jobs at the intercept uh, mm. with something that was connected to the intercept, and they just couldn't tolerate dealing with Glenn Greenwald. <laughs> then you can imagine why. Shocking. Yeah, exactly. Shocking. And and yeah. and Jeremy Scahill as well. Jeremy Scahill. Oh yeah, that guy too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that is sort of Glenn Greenwald light. Um, he's a marginally better journalist than Glenn Greenwald, but not by much. You know, he he's a strident, that's a low bar. Strident ideologue. And anyway, so Matt Toby had his um he he got his shot at the big time, so he quit his, quit his job at Rolling Stone, and then um 
was about to launch the racket. Never got launched. Uh, it fell apart before he got it launched. I think he went back to Rolling Stone. He was it was kind of like a he, he was doing sort of a half-assed job at um, at Rolling Stone for a while, and then he then he left the online site, I think, and then he was doing some stuff for the main magazine. I may be wrong on that. Uh, I don't I don't really know, but there was I think I don't I don't know, but it seems that Rolling Stone got a bit freaked out by the the way where his uh, reporting was going because he was going increasingly towards you know what i would now regard as the alt left um which is sort of where glenn greenwald exists and this whole this whole kind of um cabal of vaguely conspiratorial um adjacent reality uh, liberals quote-unquote liberals are they liberal i don't i don't really know that's um, really stretching the definition. Yeah, they profess to be liberal. They sort of probably are pro Bernie and in, in in some regards, but they're what they hate, you know, more than anything are centrist liberals and moderates. Um and anything to yeah, do with I used with... to call them left libertarians. They're sort of like libertarians with some toes in the liberal pool, but not quite. Mm. Uh they're mostly populists. They yeah. say things that they think will resonate with people rather than things that reflect their values. And that's uh, inherently dangerous. Donald Trump is a populist. Yeah. He gives you an yeah. idea of why. What's the connection there? The populism is the connection. Yeah. Exactly. Right. There's no underlying ideology other than yeah. what will get people to listen to me. Precisely. Yeah, and, 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 and so, you know, I wrote a piece about it this week about Tulsi Gabbard, who's the sort of, I think that if, if you were to define the alt left with it, one person who, who defines the alt left, it would be Tulsi Gabbard. Um, you, you know, she, she's the sort of, uh, you know, she's pr- basically pro pro Putin, pro all sorts of horrible dictators, as long as they are against the U S and the U So she regards the U S as the principal sort of bad actor in the global scene. And that U.S. imperialism is, by definition, worse than anything else, even though it's just not true. It's not borne out by any facts whatsoever. Um, And even when, you know, Vladimir Putin was, you know, raping and pillaging Ukrainian villages, um, they were still saying that, well, actually, it's NATO's fault and actually it's the West's fault because they, they goaded Putin into invading Ukraine and blah 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 and you know shouldn't we all we should keep our we should keep out of this because of our role in the iraq war which was 20 years ago uh, under a completely different presidency um so anyway like so matt toby has if you follow him on twitter and um in his his Substack uh, publication it, you just it's this long so he he tries very very hard to would be the word to try to distract people from what the republican party is doing and try to oh, yeah. focus it's all smoke on and mirrors yeah but he has this theme there's a theme that he goes for right which is that the democrats are kind of these like unbelievable clowns right they're just so dumb and stupid and uh, constantly scoring own goals and actually very cynical and no different to you know republicans right uh, to, to the hard right I've never heard and, that scoring scoring their own goals. That's is that what you said? I, I've never heard that colloquialism before. That's like uh, you can tell you're in England right now, Ben. Oh yeah, maybe, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm in the UK, everybody. So so that's probably why um, <laughs> he's going native. So yeah. like they're ki- accidentally kicking their ball, kicking their balls into their own goals is what. Yeah, that yeah. Is. You yeah. scored okay. an own goal, gotcha. right? So, yeah. so he's he, he's saying that. yeah. He this is what he says about you know the Democrats. The Democrats yeah. are constantly yeah. sc- scoring own goals, right? So he's been on this week, right? This, this. So one of the, the things that caught my eye, there's, I'm going to read a few tweets from Toby this week just to kind of illustrate what I'm talking about, right? So Mark Zuckerberg was on the Joe Rogan podcast this week. Yeah. and Meeting um, of the minds there. Yeah, he was talking about um, the, the Hunter Biden laptop story and what how Facebook basically sort of suppressed the story, right? They, they suppressed... The uh, sort of right. It's more complicated than that. So to, anyway, but what what basically happened was that the FBI had said to Facebook, like, look, we're expecting a lot of stuff coming from Russia, like fake news stories. So just be aware about aware of this. 
then the Hunter, whole Hunter Biden laptop theory dropped. Um, Facebook thought that this was um, potentially a, a, a Russian misinformation, so they suppressed they 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 sort of defavored it algorithmically, if that's what it were. The article got shared. They, they didn't completely ban it from the network, but they basically made sure that it wasn't shared as much as other stories were, right? Look, I'm not defending Facebook here, right? I'm not defending Facebook here, but whatever, okay? I understand that, right? I understand why Facebook really did trot after 2016 why they were very vigilant about what was going on their network right and as right, we discussed last... once they didn't want to get played again yeah we discussed last week on the on we we had a whole talk thing about this right about about um uh you know what like facebook and how crap facebook is and but i understand why they why they did that right why they they chose to sort of try to tamp to, to you know they clamp down on on political content because of this information right and joe rogan asks um zuckerberg whether he said did the fbi specifically tell you about this story right and zuckerberg says no they didn't but they gave us a general warning this sort of they thought that this sort of fit the picture this fit the bill so that they you know they stopped it being spread as much right so Matt Toby's been on all week. He's been tweeting out saying, "How is this not a, a, a huge story?" Right? Um, this is this is. Uh, the, he says another tweet says it's not about left and right media. It's about FBI policing speech in the middle of an election violates the first principles in our society in a major way. Um, you know, you know what? This is such horseshit. It this, really is. This entire thing is such horseshit. This tweet that he quote tweeted, that Matt Taibbi quote tweeted. I want to mm. read the actual tweet. It's from a, a blue check account called Minds, M-I-N-D-S. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it says, breaking, Mark Zuckerberg tells Joe Rogan that Facebook algorithmically censored the Hunter Biden laptop story for seven days based on a general request from the FBI to restrict election misinformation. There was no, This makes it sound like the FBI said, don't talk about the Hunter Biden laptop story. That's what this suggests. This, yes, and they this text or this tweet suggests. And Matt Taibbi is reacting to that. There's nothing right. wrong with the FBI saying, as you said, Ben, uh, that Russia is trying again with this uh, social media infiltration campaign that they did in 2016, and they're trying it again in 2020, so be super aware. Plus, Facebook has this long fucking infamous history with running Russian disinformation, taking rubles as payment for much of it. Facebook was ground zero for Russia's disinformation campaign. So there was there was a righteous cause to say to Facebook, to say to Mark Zuckerberg, clean up your fucking house, you fucking maniac, with your right. stupid shit social media platform. Clean it up. Don't do this again. Yeah. And they're conflating this to be a direct request, request about Hunter Biden's laptop, which, by the way, there is no fucking laptop. Can we be clear about that? <laughs> it's a fucking hard drive. How, how difficult is it to say hard drive and be accurate? Right. So Matt Taibbi is reacting to something that didn't actually happen. And it's right there in the video. For, so for some intrepid reporter who claims to be like journalist supreme, Matt Taibbi, he sure as shit didn't watch the video. Right. Or at least right. it doesn't that's, seem like it because That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That that's exactly what I'm saying, Bob. That's that's exactly what I'm saying, right? He's he it's a there's a narrative that he's trying to um promote, right, on on Twitter and his writing and it's it's just so dishonest. It's so fucking dishonest. I can't even begin to sort of describe. So the the anyway, the, the, the there are also this week, right? So last week when there was the the, the Mar-a-Lago raid on Trump, right? Um, Tybee had, you know, as predictably the alt left did their very very best to try to distract people from the, you know, from this news that the FBI was raiding Mar-a-Lago, right? Um, and that they'd found, you know, highly classified documents. So Tybee was saying, you know, this is a huge own goal for the Democrats. They've like they're basically handing. Uh, the election to Trump again, or they're giving the gift to the GOP on a plate, blah, blah, blah. As if this was a democratic inspired 
um, you know, the Democrats basically uh, led the charges, right? They, just, they were in cahoots with the FBI saying, go and go and get these documents, right? Um, Joe Biden did not know that, that there was going to be a raid on mar logo right? That's not how the, 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 the DOJ works. That's not how the FBI works. The president didn't know any know about any of this until after the fact, right? So it's just the, the, the idea that there was some sort of conspiracy theory is just it's bullshit. It's complete nonsense, right? Um, but what Toby has been doing on Twitter is been um, smearing the FBI, right? So he's, you know, he wrote a piece on his Substack called "Sweep Sweeps Week on FBI TV," uh, where he talks about, you know, all these FBI um, people being brought into. Uh, um, oh, here we go. Oh, this is from his from his piece. He says CNN newsroom anchor Jim Acosta, famed for being the WWE version of a media tough guy during the Trump years, curled up like wow. a kitten last weekend when interviewing Phil Mudd, one-time head of the FBI's national security branch. Also a former CIA man, Mudd is now an Acosta colleague, a senior intelligence analyst on the CNN payroll. Uh, quote: You know there are real consequences," said Acosta, "when people go out and trust the integrity of the FBI." End quote. It was less question than invitation, and Mud jumped it. Mud jumped at it. The FBI man seethed that even if you're upset about the raid of Donald Trump's home at Mar-a-Lago, if you think that state police can deal with the Iranians, the Russians, the Chinese, white collar crime, mortgage fraud, and cyber porn involving kids, you suck. And on and on and on. Right. So he's again he's he's doing his bit to smear the FBI uh, and the intelligence agencies to give the impression that this is a hit job on trump right this is you can't trust anything the fbi says um they raided trump at you, you know it was probably in cahoots with the democrats or the deep state or whatever it was um and this is all democrats again scoring an own goal right this is all um and the, you know the media is in cahoots with the fbi and blah 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 no evidence you know he, he provides no evidence for any of this stuff uh, as usual just puts it out there Right, puts it out there. Um, but the, I think that you know, the, if you follow his sort of line of thinking, there's a com- there's a sort of a, a common thread, right? And it's basically to make sure that you're you, you're not looking at anything that Trump is doing. So it's like, look, the FBI. You, you know, I don't necessarily love the FBI, but I do think that you know they're a legitimate organization with lots of you know intelligent hard-working honest people who work there i'm sure there's bad apples i'm sure the fbi have done some terrible things in the past um but generally speaking right i don't why would you then question i don't understand you have to have some you you don't have to just disbelieve everything they do or you don't have to think that everything they do has got to be corrupt um because you know they've done bad things in the past or that you know there are some episodes where they've they haven't told the truth or whatever, right? It's like any massive organization. It's just, it's just complex, right? Um, so this is another thing that he's been doing. He's been out there smearing the FBI, saying that the raid was kind of like, you know, pointless and and, and a gift to the Trump. A, a gift to, I, I don't really understand it. Do, do, does anybody else? Does anybody get? Well, you, well, you, you got to remember, these are the same people who swore on a stack of Bibles that. If the FBI was in- investigating you, then you were clearly guilty and you couldn't run for president, but only apparently if your name was Hillary Clinton, right? Back then, they were way okay with the FBI. They trusted the FBI. There was nothing mm. corrupt about the FBI investigating a presidential candidate as long as their name was Hillary Clinton. Right. And but- two, if you remember, going back into your way back machine, when the Ukraine scandal first broke with Trump and we found that before we found out who the whistleblower was – the first thing we found out that it was someone in intelligence and the very first thing that Taibi and Greenwald did was throw a huge hissy fit because the person was intelligence and therefore right. you couldn't trust a fucking word they said. I mean, it's it was like, yeah, right. It was, it, was, it was insane. But you remember the whole thing about the, the, the invasion of, um, of Ukraine where they were the U.S. government were releasing aerial footage of Vladimir Putin's troops on the border of Ukraine. Right. You couldn't trust that either. Yeah. And, and literal Toby pictures. Was, you couldn't trust it. Yeah. But Toby, and he was mocking them, saying this is like the dumbest. If any, anybody falls for this, you're a bunch of idiots, you know. And then like the day after like Russia invaded Ukraine and Matt Taibbi literally, he, he actually 
actually apologized for it saying yeah i got this wrong it's like yeah no shit sherlock you got this wrong there were fucking photos of it right they showed us literal aerial footage of russian troops on the border right alerted the entire planet about it you could see it for yourself you know it it was this is was mad this is just this is just part of the same you can't trust government institutions as long as they're targeting republican criminality right that's all it is like right. if Republicans take over the White House again, all right, and they swap out half the FBI with MAGA troops, let mm. me tell you something. Matt Taibbi is going to be very, very confident that the FBI is on the level when they start arresting Democrats. Right. He's not going to have any problem Anything with what they're say. doing. Or worse, he'll just say, well, that's what Democrats were doing, so I don't see the problem, which is not at all what Democrats are doing. Right, right. And and. This is why I just the, the intellectual dishonesty here is is, is just is sort of breathtaking, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, off the charts. So this, I mean, this, you know what? I I get the fact that we we have to keep a close eye on elements of our federal government that traditionally have suffered from overreach. Of course, I mean, go back to COINTELPRO and the things that happened prior to. Uh, the post Watergate investigations of the intelligence community, the abuses that went on. It's all it, that, that's fair. It's fair to be skeptical, yeah. I think, of maybe uh, elements of the FBI or the CIA, NSA, et cetera. At the same time, though, you got to be realistic about who the fuck it is they're investigating in this case. Donald Trump has not in any way, shape or form earned the benefit of the doubt. I have no blessed clue why Glenn Greenwald, Matt Taibbi, some of these guys who uh, who in the past at some point comported themselves as progressives. Where do they get this? Where do they get this benefit of the doubt for Donald Trump? To the point where they're looking at his behavior and going, yeah, that's normal or that's unimpeachable. (laughs) That's just fine. No one. I mean, for God's sake, this is one of the things that drives me nuts. And I think it's partially born out of feeling as though whatever it is, 82 million of us are being gaslit about Donald Trump by certain people who, uh, you know, don't recognize the fact that Donald Trump didn't magically appear on the escalator, you know, stepping through a membrane from another dimension of the multiverse. Oh, my God, who's this guy? Who's this grand nine foot tall stoic leader coming down the escalator with his trophy wife? We all knew what Donald Trump was about prior to 2015. We all Mm. knew all of the awfulness, the decades of history accumulating one awful event after the other, and we could do the list all goddamn day. And so, you know, when it comes to Donald Trump taking highly classified documents, insisting counterfactually that he declassified them just by the act of carrying them up to the residence at the White House, that is just, oh my God, that is such horseshit. That is so obviously bullshit. Everything out of Donald Trump's mouth is so obviously bullshit. Doesn't matter whether he's talking about windmills giving you cancer or the declassified documents that he took to Mar-a-Lago en masse, 700 pages of it and counting. And we just learned today that there's a uh, a Russian spy that infiltrated Mar-a-Lago. So this just is one. like, yeah, just well, <laughs> one that's being reported currently, but it, right. there could be others. I mean, I'm just catching... This story that is in addition to the Chinese spy from a couple of years ago, they caught. Yeah, it's going all around uh, uh, Twitter right now uh, for. Yeah, it's about this uh, person, Anna Day Rothschild. And uh, there's a picture of her posing with Donald Trump and Lindsey Graham at the Mar-a-Lago golf course. Jesus. Right. This is the kind of shit that we're dealing with. And Matt Taibbi's like, nah. Nah, it's the FBI, here. it's overreached by the intelligence community and law enforcement. Are you fucking kidding me? It's, it's, it's just, it's, it, yes, it's not just mad. It makes those of us who are well tethered to reality feel like we're losing our fucking minds. And yeah. that's the thing I resent the most. It's like when well, Jesse Waters yeah. and who else was saying it? Uh, oh yeah, uh, Maggie Haberman. 
oh yeah, Donald Trump's a mementos guy. He's just a tchotchkes guy who likes to save mementos from his past and so on. Holy fucking, are you fucking kidding me? Donald Trump is first and foremost transactional. Everything he does, everything he takes is done so with the uh, with the assumption that he'll get something for it. Mm. That's why he does everything, whether it's sex, power, or money. These are the three things that Donald Trump is obsessed with the most. So everything he does is in service of those three things. And anything that you say that is uh, contrary to that, well, you're just not fucking paying attention. Right. Bob, you're, you're articulating exactly what I've been feeling this week is that it makes you sort of more, you know, the attack on reality is enough as it is, right? From the alt-right, the MAGA mob. You know, I already thought I'd going crazy anyway, right? When you're presented with a group of people who are extremely confident about a complete fantasy world that they've made up um, in their own minds and now are forcing everybody to contend with it, right? It's like you're constantly butting with this adjacent reality, the alt-right reality, which is just fraudulent. And then you've got, add on to the mix of this, you've got the the alt-left reality, right? Which is sort of a, it's not the alt-right, but it's somewhere, I don't God knows where it is, but it's another reality, right? It's, that, closing, that, in, it's closing in with the horseshoe theory. They are closing in yes, rapidly. Yes. And then, you know, we, I feel like we're here in reality saying, wait a second, you've got a madman in the White House, like a literal madman, right? The guy's crazy. Everybody around him saying that he's crazy, Right. There are there are a cabal of people in Trump's own White House. Remember that that the, they had a mole yep. leaking stuff to the to the New York Times, yeah. and they were basically saying we're only we're staying here, we're staying in this administration so we can stop this guy from fucking World War creating World War Three, right? This is this is how bad it was that there were people in his own administration who were so concerned that they couldn't quit because they were so worried about what he might do. Right, and we're all saying, "Hold on, this is not great." He then tries the violent coup on January sixth, where he incited a—he literally incited a coup, right—to try and overthrow a, a democratic election. Um, a violent coup nearly killed his own vice president. Denied that he did anything wrong. Um, continued a, a lie that he'd won the election when he clearly didn't. And we're here saying, "Wait a second, this isn't great. Like this—this this doesn't sound like." You know, this isn't a way a normal democracy should be run or, or should be running. This is, you know, there's something going on here. Hang on a minute. And Toby's going, no, 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 nothing to see here. What you really want to be focused on is um, uh, Adam Schiff. And, and uh, these are the real bad guys. He went on a whole rant about Adam Schiff the other day, uh, about how his he and Trump are just the same uh, because Adam Schiff was uh, was pimping the Richard Steele dossier story, which he wasn't, but regardless, um, it's kind of maddening, right? Um, this is another tweet from Toby on uh, this past week. He's he's in conversation with someone uh, on Twitter about, uh, you know, about the similarities between the Republicans and Democrats. And he says, um, Toby says, I'm, I'm anti-censorship, anti-war, anti-surveillance for due process and transparency, etc. This version of the Democratic Party seems to be indistinguishable from Bush Republicanism, with the caveat that its theology is different. Okay, that's absolute fucking bullshit. Mm. You know, R- Republicans are they're literally burning books. They're threatening teachers with physical violence for teaching children that slavery and racism are bad. Trump wanted a war. No, so wait, tried, no, in, in, okay, yeah. but in in fairness, he's talking about Bush Republicanism, right? Which I, is, I, which is, which is, so, 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 so yes, I, I agree with what you're saying that the Democrats and that's true, but, but even so, so Bush not, started two wars, right? Right, but they, they're pro, you know, the, the Bush Republicans are pro, are pro choice, are they? Are they pro education? Are they pro Medicare? Are they pro environment? Um, you know, are they pro, you know, uh, carbon tax? Are they pro? Uh, the Paris Climate Accord. No, the Bush Republicans are arseholes still, right? They're arseholes. They like, I'll do business with them for sure. The fact that they oppose the MAGA Republicans is 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 great. I'll take that, right? But on on everything else, the Democrats and Bush Republicans are nothing alike, and not even remotely alike. 
at all. Yeah, they agree on some things when it comes to, you know, the institutions of government, preserving the institutions of government, some stuff on, on the international order. Uh, but otherwise, that how can they, how are they, you're telling me that Joe Biden is the same as George George W. Bush? Yeah, the guy Dude's who ended the war shit. that Bush started. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy. It's, I mean, this guy's living in, Toby's like lost his, he has lost his mind. He, he but really what, they do, what they do is they, they, they pinpoint things that all politicians do, like raise money, for example, mm. or spend money that they raise to run their campaigns, etc. Mm. Oh, my God, they're all the same because they're taking money from here and there and here and there. Yeah. You know what? If you're competing against Republicans who also take money from here and there and everywhere and whatever corporations, that's that's the even playing field. You don't want to unilaterally disarm yourself and let the other side dominate elections because they're still raising money from whatever sources. So this is just a bullshit red herring blind alley that they use to kind of justify their both siderism. Yeah. And and the whole point of both side. Remember, the whole point of both siderism is to 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 excuse what Republicans are doing is to make what they're doing not seem so bad because if both sides are guilty, no one is guilty. If both sides are bad, then no one is bad and you can't hold anyone accountable. And that's the point of it. Mm. That's that's why the media does it. So as long as the media can say both sides are just as extreme, they never have to talk about how fucking crazy Republicans are. Mm. As long as Republicans can get uh other politicians to say oh yeah no both sides both sides then they never have to answer for anything they do as long as they can get voters to say both sides are bad then the Mm. voters won't come out and vote against them for being fucking maniacs right that's how it works that's the point of it right anyhow so look that's i think uh i've expended enough energy on matt toby i'm done i'm full better now (laughs) i feel better but but right so but it makes me question my own sense of reality sometimes right so it's like i read toby and think wait a second like is he because he spoke he's spoken so much sense over the years he he was such a good journalist and a a voice of reason and calm and 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 hilarity almost like very funny uh and then now just to see that he's kind of he's lost his mind um and he's just just a a shell of of what he used to be of who he used Mm -hmm. to be uh, and and now I I called him a useful idiot in um in in the, my piece this week my members only piece, which is uh, again ironically the name of his old podcast which he's no longer part of was useful idiot. He was saying it ironically, but he is a useful idiot, right? Like Toby is basically now an idiot, uh, which is a weird thing for me to say because he's one of the most incisive reporters in the past twenty years, um, generally speaking, but not anymore. Um, but anyhow, so. Let's move on to uh, both sides segment. Uh, we have some real, uh, <laughs> real characters for you this week, Justin. What is your who's your pick for for uh, both sides? Well, this is this is your good friend and buddy Carl Palladino. You talked about him last week um, mm. for being a total piece of shit, but um, he ran um, for he ran in New York and uh, he lost. Mm. But um, the thing I wanted to to, to talk about is one um, that it came out that, uh, I mean, it was last year, that he'd recorded an interview where he openly praised Hitler as, quote, unquote, the kind of leader that we, uh, the kind of leader we need today. And he wasn't, like, just saying, just like, like you know, because he kept the trains running or anything like that. He was talking about how Hitler got things done. Okay, sure, he did, including World War II and killing, you know, six million Jews. But, you know, Karl Paldi didn't have a problem with that. But here's the thing. Despite the fact that he lost his primary, he still received, the guy who praised Hitler and said all sorts of horrible things, received 48% of the vote in his district. And that is just an astonishing thing that a horrible, horrible, evil person like this will still get 48% of people who look at him and say, yeah, that's my guy. And there's nothing like, I mean, if anyone on the left, if there was a polish on the left that came out and said something even remotely that horrible, they would receive 4.8% of the vote, if that, never mind 48%. But that's just, that's just how it is for Republicans now. 
Terrible, terrible. Um, Bob, who, who's your pick this week? I've got. Uh, I actually have two this week, and oh. it's okay. stunning that you never see Democrats or liberals named in these uh, arrests. But uh, Perry Oliver Hooper Jr. is a former Alabama ooh, state ooh. representative. Yeah, Perry name. Perry Oliver Hooper Jr. Uh, and he has been arrested. By the way, he was also Donald Trump's 2016 Alabama campaign co-chair. He's been arrested and charged with first degree sex abuse in Alabama. So yet another uh, Republican family values Republican who's been arrested for sex abuse, sex abuse of an adult or a minor. Uh, this I think is, uh, undisclosed. Okay. I think it's just a form of just sexual assault. It doesn't say here whether it's with a minor, but there's another one who's the political director of the Texas right to life. And, uh, he's a forced pregnancy activist. His name is Luke Bowen. And he was arrested for online solicitation of, of a child for sex. And there it is. Yep. So you got a couple of these family that, you know what, this guy wants uh, more births so he can, you know, solicit them for sex, right? Yeah, more victims. Yeah, exactly. More victims. Let's get make, make women into a, a victim factory. That's what this yeah. guy wants to do. Apparently. Just remember, when, when Republicans scream about groomers, every accusation is a confession. Bingo. Bingo. That's exactly right. Wow. And so there too, in just a couple of days, and there's not a week that goes by that we don't see more examples of this. I think the last time I checked, there was a Daily Coast list that they were keeping. Literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of conservative Republicans being arrested yeah. for sexual assault, child abuse, uh, child porn, all the rest of it. Yeah, this I mean, is you can find you know, some of that on the left, but it's like way vastly outnumbered oh yeah exactly right i mean way vastly outnumbered yeah if you were to really get a magnifying glass out and put your sherlock holmes hat on you can find a couple but not nearly at the you know that's recent though that's only would have like the last if like 20 years if you go back before that the numbers were kind of even for sexual scandals it just kind of evened out you know you had the left you had the right and both had their douchebags but then something changed in like the last 20 years and the right just started attracting real freaks yeah well i think part of it freaks part of it was uh just like extramarital affairs things like that that is common among human beings that's just what humans do and when that became more accepted in American politics as something that, well, oh, he just he cheated on his wife or he got a divorce or whatever. That's no longer scandalous uh, in modern times. So we don't necessarily count those things. But we're talking about rape, uh, sexual abuse, uh, pedophilia, child porn, things like that. Invariably, you find guys like this, Republicans, uh, Trump campaign chairpersons, et cetera. And mm. so it's, uh, yeah, that's it's how, just that's unusual to find it on the left at this point. It's like, oh, really? It was a Democrat? Really? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah very seldom. And sometimes <sighs> it might, if it's a Democrat, sometimes it might be a Democrat who was once a Republican. <laughs> so I'm just so saying. Both, but, but now, both, both sides, huh? both sides, just the both same. Sides. Yep, exactly both right. Yeah. Well, I've got, I've got, I've got one to to to, to end the uh, end the show. Um, we've got. Uh, Wait, did that just occur to me? Did Justin try to both sides me on that? <laughs> well, I wanted to be fair about it. <laughs> I had to be fair because you know, yeah, the, you the, did talk they're not completely sides. innocent, Justin. but man, yeah, both yeah, yeah, sides right in the middle of the both sides segment. <laughs> Justin, CNN, Rosario. <laughs> So uh, anyway, I've got I've got this isn't necessarily the Republican Party, but this is the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire, uh, who I regard, you know, the Libertarian Party bunch of right wing assholes as well. Um, so they this is pretty bad, actually. They they, um, they posted a tweet of Meghan McCain grieving her father, uh, Senator John McCain. They included the caption, happy holidays, right? I mean, just bizarre. Where they have a picture of Meghan McCain crying at her father's um, casket, right, with an American flag draped over it. Meghan McCain in tears, and uh, the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire saying "Happy Holidays." Um, like what? What? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's 
Wait, what's the holiday they're supposed to be? Ha- like, what are they, Look, what are they even supposed to be doing? I don't know. I I don't know. Um, and I don't like Meghan McCain, and I didn't like John McCain either. But, but that's just tacky. It's just awful. Yeah, seriously. You, I mean, you, like, what? You know, d- this is the thing that, d- like, d- yes, no, both sides don't do this. Libertarian arseholes and MAGA conservatives, this is part of the cause. This is what they do, right? It's, you don't Ew. see this kind of stuff on the left. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible. Um, and it, I actually had another pick uh, for, for this week as well, which was Rick uh, Rick Scott of Arizona, but I realized that was over a week ago, so I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if you guys saw this, but Rick Scott basically sent a letter to the American public, anyone looking for a job, telling them not to apply to the IRS because uh, the IRS uh, the IRS is basically getting ready to kill people. Uh, anyway, we wow, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I totally missed that one. That was going to be my both yeah, sides. I missed that I realized too. It was, it was so over a week. Yeah, so dangerous. Yeah. Yes, but so anyway, I've sort of used that one. Um, anyway, but there we there we have it. Libertarians in New Hampshire and Rick Scott. Um, yeah, crazy. Uh, anyway, thank you but, everybody for wait, listening. Actually, wait, oh, before yes. we before we wrap up, we, yeah. we we need to talk about real quick just Rick. how much um the Roe v. Wade thing has kind of fucked Republicans and it has definitely swung momentum away for them in midterm where they should be stomping Democrats into the ground. Yes. Big time. time. We'll talk about that next week. We'll do a big in-depth one on that next week. Stay tuned. Uh, So we're going to go into the members only section where we're going to have a discussion about what happens if Trump actually does get charged and goes to jail. How crazy does the country get? Uh, And my (laughs) prediction is... Very, 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 very fucking crazy. Very crazy. Uh, slightly worried about this. So we're going to have a, a chat about that in the members-only section. Please join us there. Get yourself a free trial. Come and join us in the Bands of Members section, and uh, you'll get access to all of our premium articles, our member chats, uh, letters to the editor feature, and our members-only podcast, and you'll become part of the, the Banter tribe, the Banter crew. And, and we'll love you very much for it. So we'll see you next week. And thanks for listening. Later.